Welcome to the River Life Podcast. As you listen, we pray that you will encounter Jesus and allow His words to wash you anew. May He reveal more of who He is to your heart. Here's the message for this week. Well, a very good morning to all of us here in the sanctuary. I'm so excited at what God is doing in our midst and going to do in our midst. How many of us were blessed on Friday night? Can I just see it? Wow, I can see all over the sanctuary. You know, you know brothers and sisters, it, it is a, a watershed moment uh, in our church history, I believe, this week. And uh, in the words of uh, our ex-elder, Elder Han Bing, you know, in his own words, the dam is broken. The dam is broken and the spirit is released. You know, um, so many of us were blessed on Friday. And, and today, you know, I, it, during, during worship service, again, I couldn't help but just tears just float in my eyes, uh, through my eyes. And, 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 and I was just really just so excited and what the Lord is stirring, what the Lord is brewing, what the Spirit, how the Spirit is moving in our midst. And, 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 I, and I just want to prepare our hearts right from the get-go to, to receive, right from the get-go to, to just be attuned, to just be open to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us this morning. And I come with a prophetic message this morning, uh, not the usual, you know, very structured teaching uh, but it all means that I'm, I don't want to speak to our heads, I want to speak to our hearts. And I'm gunning for your heart right here this morning. And I'm going, to, I'm going to preach about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I want to introduce to you my best friend. I hope my wife won't be disappointed. <laughs> my best friend, my confidant, my helper, my counsellor, my alongsider, the person of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to preach on, on this, this topic called the anointing. The anointing. And uh, I'm just going to read out and uh, just invite all of us to stand as we read today's key text for us. And it is from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 9, verses 15 to 20. Let's read together. Now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed this to Samuel. About this time tomorrow, I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Anoint him ruler over my people Israel. He will deliver them from the hand of the Philistines. I have looked on my people, for their cry has reached me. When Samuel caught sight of Saul, the Lord said to him, This is the man I spoke to you about. He will govern my people. Saul approached Samuel in the gateway and asked, Will you please tell me where the seer's house is? I am the seer, Samuel replied. Go up ahead of me to the high place, for today you are to eat with me, and in the morning I will send you on your way and will tell you all that is in your heart. As for the donkeys you lost three days ago, do not worry about them. 
they have been found. And to whom is all the desire of Israel turned, if not to you and your whole family line? Let's pray together. Father, this morning, Lord, I just have a simple prayer request, Lord, that the Spirit will take over. That the Spirit will take over this service. Lord, and we submit to the Spirit and what the Spirit wants to do in us, Lord. Help our hearts be open. Lord, let us not restrict you. Let us give you freedom and liberty to do what you wish to do in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please have a seat. I'm going to very briefly talk about four things regarding the anointing. First, what is the anointing? And second, why do we need the anointing? Number three, how do we receive the anointing? And number four, how do we walk in the anointing? You know, in the Old Testament, in, in the Bible, priests were anointed, kings were anointed, things were anointed for the purposes of God. In the New Testament, Jesus Christ, Christ actually means the anointed one. Jesus felt the need to be anointed by the Holy Spirit even when he was without sin. And Jesus, he laid aside his divinity. He didn't press the God button, although he was fully God and fully man, but everything he did on earth, he did by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he says to his disciples and to all of us, greater things shall you do. Because the same anointing that was on Jesus was made available to you and me on the day of Pentecost. And Luke 4 verse 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to set the captives free, to heal the brokenhearted, to declare the year of the Lord's favour. Without the anointing, you are a motivational speaker. But with the anointing, you are a preacher. Without the anointing, you are a singer. But with the anointing, you are a worshipper. You are a worship leader. Without the anointing, you are a father. But with the anointing, you are a father that can make a difference in your children's life. Without the anointing, you are a cell leader. But with the anointing, you are a shepherd ready to transform lives in yourself in your cell group. Anointing comes upon a vessel of God to consecrate, to bless, to empower, to fill the vessel of God for God's use. Psalm 23 verse 5 says, You anoint my head with oil, and with that anointing, my cup overflows overflows with the anointing. So if you are taking notes, do take this down, that anointing is the overflow of the divine life of God. And I'll repeat, that anointing is the overflow 
of the divine life of God through a consecrated servant of the Lord. You know, when God's Spirit comes upon you and anoints you, He fills your cup. You live your life out of the fullness and overflow of God's authority and empowerment. And you know what, brothers and sisters? Satan, he fights anointing. And I tell you, this whole week, this message was burning in my heart and Satan is using every trick in the book to shut my mouth. And Jesus was anointed to destroy the works of the enemy. That's why he tries all his best to fight the anointing. And Satan will do his utmost to deny you the anointing. Because it's the anointing that will break the yoke. It's the anointing that will bring the breakthrough. It's the anointing that will heal. It's the anointing that will destroy the works of the enemy in your life. It's the anointing that will break strongholds. My second point is, God's anointing is required to fulfill God's destiny for your life. God's anointing is required to fulfill God's destiny for your life. And I want you to pay attention because God has a message, God has a destiny, God has a purpose, God has a plan for your life. 1 Samuel chapter 9, verses 19 to 20, we saw the exchange between Samuel and Saul, and in especially verse 19 to 20, which we will flash up the screen. You know, Saul went to Samuel because of a concern, because of a burden, because of a worry. He went to Samuel because his father's donkeys were lost and you know, his servant told him that, hey, you know, there's a man of God, there's a prophet of God and if you go and inquire, you know, he will have the answer. He will be able to find the donkeys for you. He wants an answered prayer from Samuel. But Samuel came to Saul with a very different agenda. Samuel came to Saul carrying Saul's destiny. Because he is going to anoint Saul as king, as the ruler over Israel. And Samuel said to Saul, Eat with me, and in the morning I will send you on your way, and I will tell you all that is in your heart. But by the way, the donkeys, you don't have to worry about them because they have been found. You see, brothers and sisters, the donkeys... The donkeys are not in Saul's heart. They were in his mind. The donkeys were a worry, was a burden in Saul's mind. What is actually in Saul's heart? 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1 gives us a clue because when Samuel anointed Saul the next morning, he said to Saul, Has not the Lord anointed you ruler over his inheritance? Being king over Israel was in Saul's heart. And God put a dream in his heart right from when he was a youth that one day he will rule 
over God's people. Sometimes we come to God with a, with a request. Hey, God, help me solve this problem. Hey, God, help me get that breakthrough. But you know what? God has a message for you this morning and a prophetic voice. The Holy Spirit is saying to all of us, God has a destiny bigger than your donkeys. God has a destiny for you much more bigger than the donkeys that you're facing in your life right now. And my question to all of us is, what has God called you to rule over? What has God put you as king over? Because all of us have been given a measure of influence. All of us have been given and been apportioned a realm, an inheritance that we exercise dominion over. Some of you are called to be in business, but you say you have no money to start a business, no resources to start a business, no connection to start a business. But you know, you know that that dream that God has given you is ringing in your heart and today the Holy Spirit wants to draw that dream out of your heart to make you come face to face with the dream that God has put in your heart. You know, some of you are called to be married and have a family and nurture the next generation, be a mother of many, but you say you have been single for the past 10 years. I tell you that God has put a dream in your heart much bigger than who you are and your circumstances right now. God has put greatness in your heart, not just to survive, not just to, you know, tahan, not just to be just your nose over, just over water, but to reign in life, to reign in life and to do great exploits for Him. But you know what? The enemy has an assignment in your life. The enemy wants you to keep chasing after the donkeys. He wants you to be concerned about the things that don't matter for eternity. The wood, the hay, the stubble that will be destroyed by the fire of God on Judgment Day. He wants you to be, keep spinning in the donkey world. And that your world will be the same old, same old until you hear the prophetic voice, until you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit drawing that dream out of you. And as you come face to face to that dream, as you come face to face to your call, as you come face to face to your destiny, you realize that the donkey issues are no longer issues. God will take care of the donkeys for you. You know what? God's destiny requires God's anointing. A call from heaven requires heaven's resources to fulfill it. It requires God's empowerment. And you need resources from God to answer His call. You know, 10 years ago, I heard a call from God. I was doing well in a big firm. I was, you know, having a lot of favor. Probably in two years, I'll be made partner in that big firm, in that big law firm that I was working. But God has just put a holy discontentment in my heart. And, you know, I don't feel any joy acting for the rich institutions, suing one another. In my heart, I, re I realize it's for the men on the street. God has put a heart for the men on the street. He has put a dream in my heart. I heard that call to go start and build a, a, a practice of my own, a very small practice, acting for the men on the street, giving them affordable legal advice. I left my Raffles Place office 
I left my comfortable room in Market Street. I left my comfortable five-figure paycheck and I parked myself in a small law firm beside Waterloo Street Temple, Sumalu Guadimiao. And I want to tell you about this story. You know, I have no clients, no network, no lobang. I want to tell you of this story. I'll name him, I'll call him Albert. Albert came to my law firm. Albert went to pray at Waterloo Street Temple. You know, and he prayed to Guan Yin. And then he prayed, he went to the Indian temple beside, and he prayed to the Indian temple. And he prayed to those gods and said, I want to find a good lawyer. And he went to my law firm after that. It was a Christian law firm. And out of the 10 over name cards that was placed on the desk, he chose my name card. <laughs> and he thought in his mind, perhaps the gods have, have this lawyer in mind for me. And uh, he was too poor. He owed a lot of people money. So he stole Panadol from 7-Eleven and he wanted to sell in Geelang. He was caught, charged with theft. You know, Albert lived a life of crime. You know, he was caught shoplifting many times. So Albert had a burden. He had no peace in his heart. He thought that he would, you know, another preventive detention. They would lock him up forever. He had no peace. I shared the love of God. I said that, you know, God is not the God that, you know, you pray to in the temples. <laughs> you know, it's, it's an irony, but, you know, God is the Christian God. But God has a plan for you. God has a destiny for you. And God wants to bring peace to your heart. So I acted for him. And I led him to Jesus Christ. And on the day of sentencing, after the sentence, Albert came up to me and he, he, he requested for a word with his lawyer. He came up to me, you know, before he's let in to do his time. He, he said, you know, did I hear correctly? What was the sentence? Is it six years, six months, or six weeks? I told him, Albert, you didn't hear wrongly. It is six weeks. And you know what? You'll be out in four weeks. Albert was overjoyed. You know, he felt such a relief over his heart. And it was an answered prayer. And after he, he, he came out from prison, you know, he brought me to eat seafood. And, and I, I confirmed his salvation. And he and his mom thanked me and brought me out. But you know what? Even as I share. Albert, he's no longer with us today because he died of a heart attack in his sleep. And when I heard that news from his mom, you know, I prayed and I thank God that I was, I had that privilege to reap a soul for the Lord. And what matters most is not, it's not how many cases I won, how many cases I lost. But what matters most are the things that matter for eternity. Albert's salvation 
is still in heaven and he's in the loving arms of the Lord today. Looking over us, being the God of witnesses. You know, brothers and sisters, I received a dream from God regarding this church. In 2009, God told me right over across that downtown east, Burger King, that he said it will cause a, a new wave of renewal, a new wave of revival to once come upon river life. And he says, I want you to stand in front of the wave. I really don't know what it means at a point of time. I see many people lifting their hands up, worshipping the Lord. The main sanctuary filled with people, people on fire to share the love of Christ, to heal people, to cast out demons. But when I open my eyes, it's just me praying in the morning in my office. And it's something that God has put in my heart. And I felt the, the release of this burden today that I'm seeing that dream God has put in my heart coming true. And God is reviving this church. And I want to tell all of us that don't let the Holy Spirit pass you by. Don't let the Holy Spirit pass you by. And today God is reminding us of that dream that He has put in my heart. Don't focus on the donkeys. The donkeys are meant to cloud the dream that God has given you. The enemy wants to snuff out the anointing in your life. You know, I can preach about anything else, but I tell you, when I start to preach about the anointing through a spirit-filled life, the enemy wants to shut me out. He doesn't want you to be lighted by the Holy Spirit because once it happens to you, you will become a different man. You will begin, you will begin to rise up above your circumstances. You will, you, will not, you will no longer be trapped in the struggles, in the difficulties of your life. You may say that I don't see why I need the anointing because I'm successful. And all you need in life is a successful career, a good house, a good wife, a good husband, a good car, and things will take care of itself. But I tell you that without the anointing, success is dangerous. Without the anointing, success is dangerous. Saul became king. I was man to deliver the Israelites from the Philistines. But when the Spirit of God, when the anointing of God departed from Saul, he died right in the battlefield with the Philistines. His success not just became a snare, not just became a trap. It literally became a graveyard for him. The weight of his office crushed him. He was behaving like a madman, always chasing after his own tail. He wanted to kill David, even though David meant him no harm. You see, without the anointing, Saul became trapped in his own throne. So if you are successful today, my brother, my sister, I beseech you all the more, all the more, you need the anointing. My third point is that anointing gets imparted by association. Anointing gets imparted by association. But it grows by desperation. It grows by desperation. First Samuel chapter 10, verses 5 to 6. 
we see an account of the Spirit of the Lord coming over Saul powerfully in the company of the prophets that are people filled by the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. And you know what? Saul began to prophesy until people asked, is Saul also among the prophets? And that became a proverb in Israel at a point of time. You see, Saul received the Holy Spirit, the anointing, in the company of those who possess the anointing. And a lot of times, it is a spiritual principle that once we associate ourselves with the vessels, with the servants of God that are filled with the Holy Ghost, and once you do that, you get imparted with the anointing. And I have this friend called Benny Prasad who is a, a, a missionary, in fact, a musicianary. You know, he, he's the fastest man to travel to every country in the world. He made India proud. You know, six years, six months, and 22 days. But as a child, he struggled with depression and poor health in his youth, and he was misdiagnosed. And he took the wrong medicine that <clears throat> damaged his lungs. His life is the testimony of God's anointing. He has such an anointing in evangelism. You know, everywhere he goes, he brings people to the Lord. Everywhere, you know, he preaches, people respond, people raise their hands, you know, and I ask myself, how come I preach? You know, nobody raised their hands, you know. And, and, and I said, you know what? And, and I felt that, you know, I, you know I, 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 I used to be his chauffeur, and whenever he comes to town, you know, I will bring him to his events. I will invite him to stay in my home. I ask him to pray for me. I ask him to pray for me, you know, to have the same anointing. Because I have a burden for souls. I have a burden to want to see people come to the Lord. And it is the same with the people with the prophetic gift. You know, I've known many people with the prophetic gift, you know, in the marketplace, really anointed. And I asked them to lay their hands on me. I want to have the same anointing. And after that, I began to prophesy. I began to see visions. I began to, 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 to receive words of knowledge for people. Proverbs 13 verse 20 says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. The proverb wants to tell us this. Essentially, you become who you hang out with. So choose very carefully the people you hang out with. Those whom walk with the anointed. In the same vein, they will be anointed. But if you choose to hang out with fools, you will become just like that. You see, even Jesus, when He got filled with the Spirit, He got filled with the Spirit not through praying on His own. He got filled with the Spirit when He came to a man clearly anointed by God. And his name is John the Baptist. And he told John, baptize me. John said, no, 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 Jesus. It should be the other way around because you will be the one who baptized with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus insisted because he recognized this spiritual principle. And in a while, I'm going to issue a call 
for you to come forward to be anointed, for you to come forward to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. My last point is that anointing grows by desperation. Anointing grows by desperation. In 1 Samuel chapter 19, verses 23 to 24, we see Saul having another prophesying experience. And the context behind these verses was that he was trying to kill David. And Saul, at a point of time, he had so many mental health challenges, he was disturbed by evil spirits. And he tried to persecute David. He tried to kill David. And he sent many people, uh, his people, to, to, to David. But as he, they came to that place, you know, the, the prophets were there. And when they came into contact with the prophets, many batches of people start to, to prophesy. They began to be filled. And Saul himself went to that place at Ramah. You know, but he says the Spirit of God came on him and he walked along prophesying until he came to Naioth. And, you know, but Saul came out of every spiritual encounter not having the hunger and desire to know God. That was the problem with Saul. You know, he stripped off his garments. You know, he had a supernatural encounter, okay? It was a rather weird account. And he lay naked all that day and all that night. I'm not suggesting all, any of us do that, okay? And he too prophesied in Samuel's presence. You see, Saul had encounters with God many times in his life. Many times in his life. But you see, the encounters that he, he, he had with God did not cause him to have the hunger, did not cause him to have the desire to know God. His desire for God and the things of God hadn't grown. So brothers and sisters, you know, spiritual encounters alone won't change your life. But you know what? Your life is changed by the hunger for God as a result of your spiritual encounters. David is different. You know, David had a real hunger for God. David is not perfect, mind you. He committed, you know, even graver sins than Saul. He committed adultery, committed murder. But when you have a real desire for God and to please God, you know, you confess your sin, you man up, you say sorry to God, you repent. And you know what? Your relationship with God is restored. And God's Spirit comes into your life once again. When Saul was confronted by the prophet Samuel because of his misdeeds, Saul was full of excuses. Saul was concerned about himself. He was so insecure that he wanted power. He only cared about his reputation amongst the people more than God. He wasn't concerned about what God was concerned about. That was what led to Saul's downfall. And God said that he will start all over with a boy with no qualifications, with a boy that has no military 
experience. But a boy after God's own heart. You see, both Saul and David were anointed. What's the difference? David was hungry for God. Saul was not. And that led to two different destinies. You know, in my years of ministry, I've learned about four primary things that kill your fire for God, your passion for God. There could be more, but there are four primary things. The first is offense. An offense is the bait of Satan that often he puts in our lives. It's the banana skin that he puts that wants to cause us to trip out. And I just want to say this, that if for whatever reason, brothers and sisters, if you are offended by anyone in this church, including me, or even the leadership, I want to say sorry to you. I want to say sorry to you. Because it was never our intention to offend anybody. But you know what? The enemy often causes offenses among the children of God. 99 people leave church because of offenses. And every time the Holy Spirit is moving, the enemy wants to sow tests in our midst. Beware of the enemy's schemes. I don't want the offense to be a stumbling block to what God wants to do in your life, brothers and sisters. So if I can ask you gently and with humility to lay down that offense before the Lord and let God deal with it. Let God deal with it. You know, release that offense to the Lord. The second thing that trip up some of us are this thing called disappointment. It's disappointment is that, you know, when you have prayed, when you have did everything that you, have could, you could, but nothing happens. But nothing happens. For some of us that could be disappointed with God. You know, I have this word for you. Delay is not denial. Delay is not denial. Some of us, we could be in God's waiting room before we are let in. You know, sometimes in Zoom meetings, you are put inside the waiting room. And in that waiting room of God is where God tutors us, the refiner's fire of God come into our life. God wants us to be the man, be the person that we were meant to be before he lets us in. Some of us, we are cooked up with busyness. Busyness per se is not a bad thing if it comes out of a place of intimacy. But if you are busy 
without intimacy, you are running on empty. If you are too busy to pray, you are too busy. If you are too busy to read the Word of God, you are too busy. And I sense the Lord speaking to us that, you know, lay down the things that a lot of times we struggle with. I know that every, every day, you know, we, we, we fight fires in our lives. We fight fires in the office. <laughs> we, sometimes we fight fires in church. We fight fires in the family. And a lot of times, these matters have taken hold of us. But I want to let you know, lay them down before the Lord. The Lord will take care of them. The fourth thing, the fourth thing that traps us is materialism. It's materialism. Materialism is not possessing things. Materialism happens when things begin to possess you. And if today anyone of us could be trapped by that, Again, you know, God wants to, us to come back to our identity as the child of God. That only He can fulfill our heart's true desire. Only, we all have a God-shaped void that can only be filled by God. So let's not go around filling that void with other things, with the horizontal things in our lives. Even as I invite the worship team to come up, in a while, I'm going to issue that call to all of you to come forward and be anointed. And I just want to encourage us that you need the anointing of God to fulfill God's destiny for your life. And if your heart says amen to that, God says, the donkeys have been found. The donkeys have been found. If you could just lay aside the donkeys for a while and allow the voice of God to draw that dream out of you, to come face to face with your destiny in life, God will take care of the donkeys for you. Today, God is reminding you of that dream, of that call, of that destiny. And to fulfill that call, to fulfill that dream, you need the anointing. You need the empowerment of God. You know, anointing hints, anointing hints to others who you are. When you are vested with the empowerment of God, people will start to look at you differently. It reveals your identity as a child, as a consecrated vessel of God. You know what? Identity is a revelation when you're made aware of who you are and your assignment, you can behold 
and stand firm. You can trust God. Come what may, you can trust God. So we are going to invite all of us to stand. And as Meryl leads us in a response song, I want to issue that call. And I believe that God is speaking to many ones of you. Please, it's not the end of the service, so I will just pray that you won't leave the sanctuary. It's a sacred moment. It's a sacred moment. We're going to sing this song, Come Holy Spirit. I want to invite you, everyone, to come and be anointed by the Holy Spirit. The altar is open. Come, Holy Spirit, fall on me now. I need, I need your anointing. Come in your power. Come to the front. Come, my children, Holy Spirit says. Holy Spirit. Come and be prayed for. And every day I grow to love you more. Come, Holy Spirit, fall on me now. I need your anointing. Come in your power. God is speaking to many of us. Come, don't be shy. The Holy Spirit is speaking. Come and be anointed. Let us lay our hands on you. Come and be anointed. Hold my life in your hands, drawing me closer to you. I feel your power in you. Nothing compares to this place where I can see you face to face. I worship you in spirit and in truth. Come, don't be shy. We have time, guys. Come forward. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, fall on me now. I need your anointing. Come with your power. I love you, Holy Spirit. You're captivating my soul And every day I grow to love you more I'm reaching for your heart You hold my life in your hand Drawing me closer to you I feel your power in you Nothing compares to this place where I can see you face to face I worship you in spirit and in truth I'm... Yes Lord, hallelujah I need more leaders Can we have more leaders? I need more leaders to come forward If you are a leader, we need you to come and pray Shekshi, Pekui, please come forward When you are a leader, please Patrick, we need you to come and pray for people Come, come forward and pray for people. The Holy Spirit is moving. You know what? The Holy Spirit is, is releasing a kingly anointing. The Holy Spirit is releasing anointing of breakthrough. 
The Holy Spirit is releasing an anointing of dominion in your life. Receive it. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the anointing. Hallelujah. Receive the anointing. 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 Hallelujah. Receive the anointing. Receive the anointing. Receive the anointing. Receive the anointing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Receive the anointing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Receive the anointing. Receive the anointing, brother. In Jesus' name. All demons flee. In Jesus' name. Receive the anointing. In Jesus' name. Receive the anointing. Receive the anointing. Hallelujah. Receive the anointing. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Fire, Lord. Hallelujah. Receive the anointing. Receive the anointing. Receive the anointing. Receive the anointing. Father, Lord, you're here in this house, in this place. I thank you, Lord, that we are experiencing something now. Lord, we thank you, Father, for, for all that has happened over the last two, two and a half years, Lord, of COVID time and, and how we were separated. We, we could not come back to church, but Father, we are back here right now. And Lord, I know that you're moving among us. And God, I pray, oh God, Lord, that, that, that more of this will happen on, on, on a weekly basis, that Father, we will sense your heart, your presence, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, church, I'm just going to ask um, Dallas, Mary, and the worship team to lead us in just one closing song. And, and, and you know, with all that's been happening over here, um, you know, I, I want all of us, our hearts and our eyes, let it all go back to the, our Lord Jesus Christ. Can do, yeah? Let, let's begin to gaze upon our Lord once again and together as one Rev Life Church, as one people, let us worship Him together. Shall we do that? Can we do that? Yeah, so let us, let's, you know, let's come before the throne of grace again. And, you, you know, no, no one just looking around just all eyes fixed on, on our Lord Jesus Christ let's worship Him together that's right I love you Lord oh, your mercy never fails me all my days I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head I the goodness. Let's sing that again. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, you just embrace it. Lord, your mercy never fails me. That's right. All my days, I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing. The goodness of God. All my life, to raise your hands to the Lord and just sing and declare to Him. And all my life, You have been faithful. Yes, You are, Lord. All my life, You have been so, so good. With every breath that I am. Through the fire in darkest night, you are close like no other. We trust in you, I've known you as a father, I've known you as a friend, and I have 
Church, tell Jesus how much you love him today. It's right. Father, this is Real Life Church singing back the songs back to you, God, from the depth of our hearts. Lord, let it rise to the heavens. Let it rise to the heights of heavens today, God. Come on, just one more time. That's right. Jesus, God. That's right. Come a heart of a soul. Right, some of us let's give our life back to God, shall we? All my life you have been so That's right. So Lord, I pray that this will be the time that we surrender once again. Father, we want to come before you to say that how we long for moments like this. Moments we can worship as a people. Moments that we can worship 
as a congregation simply coming as one to worship you, God. And Lord, I pray that indeed the dam is broken, that Father, the, the heavens have been opened up. And here we are, God, as a church, simply longing for more of you, more of heaven in us, in our lives, more of you, Holy Spirit. Then, Father, I pray, oh God, Lord, that this will be the anthem, this will be the theme of our hearts, oh God, that Lord, every time we meet, Lord, we will offer thanksgiving, we will offer praise and worship that will come from our hearts. So I pray, oh God, Father, that Lord, you will take us back to the heart of worship today. Take us back to the heart of devotion. Take us back to the heart of prayer. Lord, for, for the many of us that have uh, uh, failed to spend time with you, Father, I pray that, Lord, this will be the start of many more times, many more um, um, days that will come into the very presence of God to worship, to read your word once again, that may we never be too busy to, to spend time to pray, to spend time to worship, to spend time reading your word. So today, oh God, Lord, I pray, you hear the prayers of River Life, you hear the worship of the church in the far east of Singapore, and that, Lord, I pray you collect all these tears today, you collect all these prayers and worship, and may it glorify you. May it glorify your name. May it glorify the Son. And Lord, we, today we honour you, Holy Spirit. We honour you today, O oh God. And Holy Spirit, we say that you, you have full reign in this place, in this house. You can move wherever you want to, O oh God. Lord, move among us today. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. Can we give God a big praise offering? Let's praise Him. Let's praise Him. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So you'll be high and lifted up, O oh God. High and lifted up in our lives, in this church, in our hearts today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Church, can we just begin to lift up our hands as we receive the Lord's blessings? And right now, may the amazing grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, and the love of God be with you now and forevermore. And all of God's people say, Amen and Amen. Praise God. So church, have a great Sunday ahead. And next week is Pentecost Sunday. And it is going to be really the same thing. We will invite you here um, to receive prayer. You know, and let's really come with an expectant heart. Bring your friends as well. Bring the backslidden. Okay, and because we expect such a powerful time in the presence of God. Go back, do your devotions. Be hungry for God. And we'll see you next Sunday. Have a great uh, lunch as well. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the River Life Podcast. We hope that you've encountered Jesus through the Word. If you'd like to connect with community or find out more about River Life Church, find us on Facebook, Instagram, or head on over to riverlife.org.sg. God bless and have a great week ahead.